All right, welcome into Rossi on Wrestling. I'm your host, Jason Rossi. With me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast fair. His name is Billy. He goes by uh, the Twitter handle at BillyD2411. Billy, it is WrestleMania. What the hell is going on? Uh, I was very, very, very happy. Like, extremely happy. I loved it. The whole thing? Uh, some of it was, wasn't great, but I watched it with the Jabberknocker crew pretty much the whole time. Take a sure. drink. Early and often, and it kind of filled that void of not having a crowd. See, I'm going to say the first thing that comes to mind after this, I don't really give a crap about crowds anymore because, you know what, being at WrestleMania is being at some of these crowds. Sometimes the crowds are dead and can actually hurt a match. Like, we'll ju- we'll go over the entire two nights. We'll, we'll, we'll briefly talk about the things, you know, over both nights, but then we can talk about some of the things we really liked. But for me – uh, the thing that I noticed about this uh, situation is that a lot of these matches that probably would have had dead crowds were actually more entertaining because I wasn't worried about, oh, the crowd's dead. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like a huge plus to the entire like audience and to everybody watching. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I didn't even notice it one way or the other. It was like when we get together with a really big group and watch it, sure. and you can kind of feel the, like, you don't even like notice anything except the match in front of you. And that was really good to me because there's a few matches that stick out in my mind that I think what might have, the crowd would have, I don't know if they would have been super behind the Rhea Ripley match right away, but that match to me no, was they would have classic. An opening match usually just that's you're gonna have the hottest and most enthusiastic crowd right at that time. I don't know because of the way WrestleMania works nowadays, where you have that really long pre-show and that really long build. The yeah, but think f- about the it. There would have been the fireworks. There would have been everything. Like just being at these ma- events, like the, the first match usually is like everybody's like it's, you. You paid all this money. You traveled all this time. Like that first thing you see is like I don't even care what it is in a sense. So, all right, so then we'll jump to the first match of yesterday, which I thought was would have been hurt by a live crowd because I actually thought that match was pretty entertaining, the uh, women's tag. Oh, I think, yeah. My theory now, especially with these big manias, it's going to be a knockout, drag out. Like, people are going to go nuts because the first match is the first thing we're seeing, regardless of pre-shows. Um, yeah, I thought, the, real quick, I thought Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss, uh, Nikki Cross was great. I think the crowd would have loved it because the faces went over, and I think, you know, there's something really likable. I think Alexa Bliss is sneakily maybe one of the most beloved WWE superstars there are today. See it from our poll results, man. Honestly, you know, the theme's of fire, and I just think there's something about her that people really oh, relate she's to. She's hot, and she's pretty good in the ring. She's got spunk to her. She's That's what I think it is. She's got a lot of charisma. She's got mm-hmm. like that natural charisma. She's super likable. She's like small, cute. There's mm-hmm. a, everything about her, I think, is something that the WWE audience of like 2020 is really, really into. So oh, I yeah. thought that was a good match. All right, do you want to run through the card? Yeah, let's run through it last night, and then we can get into tonight. Yeah, because uh, they, they saved a lot of the heavy hitters for tonight, but... Elias versus King Corbin, who really gives a crap? Honestly, I feel bad. It was a bad spot for probably all of them. I'm going to move my location as we do this, as we are live. Um, <laughs> Literally, this is like you always talked about it when we did the post podcast. Yeah. With all of our other stuff where you would be like, we're live and we were taping a podcast. But, but right we now, were, if we were, we're live. We're tape. literally looking at, well, everything's live to tape. Not no, not necessarily. Some people edit. I never edit. Um, oh, oh, I get what you're saying. So, anyways, um, but back to the point of uh, Elias King Corbin. Just no need for the match. Felt the match. The one thing that really hurt it was Elias suffered this big injury uh, two weeks ago, and that didn't play one second of a factor aside from the introduction of the match. Just kind of like that was weird, but um, fine. Yeah, match, and that, that was that was not what you wanted, King Corbin. King Corbin was one of the hottest heels 
in the biz going into like the WrestleMania season, and that feud kind of killed it big time. Like I'm not a I'm not a fan of Elias right now. And last year he couldn't have been hotter with the John Cena feud. So they really, yeah. really wasted one of the better heels in the business. And then another match that I thought was kind of a huge letdown, the next match of the night, uh Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. I mean, Shayna Baszler is kind of like the Becky Lynch of the main card now. I mean, she struggles to have great matches every single time out. And I don't think they pulled off a spectacular match here. I thought the match was compelling. I thought it was really hard hitting. That's the one thing I took away from this. I thought it was like Becky really took a beating in this match and, you know, was, I don't know. I just, I enjoyed the match itself. I really liked her retaining. Um, no, the- I don't retain a mania for all the women. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. Well, not the tag match. And not one other women's match. Only two. Two out of four was retained. Um, but wait. I would say... What do you mean? Wait. Only two women retained. Are we sure? 100%. Didn't Bailey retain? That's the other one. Baszler won? No. Becky retained and Bailey retained. That's it. Oh, Charlotte changed hands. Oh. She's just such the favorite in my mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you already thought she was the champion, probably. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, so, but I think, you know, Becky winning, I, I'm really compelled by Becky. I talked about it in our pre-show. I thought that was Dr. McGillicuddy's when I looked real quick. Uh, I talked about this in our pre-show that I, I'm compelled by Becky. I love long title reigns. I love the idea of her holding on to this. If it's up to me, if I have the pencil in my hand, I'd love to see this thing strung out all the way to WrestleMania 37 and then maybe her and Ronda. Uh, big mm. showdown or maybe something at SummerSlam, but I just, I like the idea of having a dominant woman. I, that's one thing that's never been in WWE. Is a I don't long... think she's dominant. Well, she's I beating mean, everybody. Yeah. There's same thing else. with AJ Styles having the title forever. I think the champ has lost her steam quite significantly. I'm not a big believer in her. I wasn't blown away by this match. I haven't been blown away by her lately. The feud picked up steam when they bit her in the neck, and then it kind of picked back up a the, little bit. That's where the feud started. It's, it, it, it was the beginning of the feud. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's how it kicked off. It was good. And yeah. then it kind of got dull. I mean, the, the Stone Cold thing was ridiculous, where they got Baszler out of bed to stare at a monitor as Nestle would say. You know, and then it yeah, kind of picked back up right before the beginning of WrestleMania. But I thought the match was – I thought that was the worst match of the card. Last night? Yeah. No, but, Baron Corbin Elias by far was worse than that. Okay, fair enough. But we knew that was going to. And there's another match I'm going to put in there. I thought this match was. I think if you go back and you look at it, it, regardless of build and all that, I think there was a lot more heavy hitting. And I love the end. I love Becky didn't tap her out, outsmarted her. The in ring psychology of the match was really. I I was entertained by that a lot. I like the getting out of a submission into a pinfall, Bret Hart esque uh, win. I like it. I guess I'm just down on the man. That's all right. Listen, the man's got you down. You get the man down. We're all stuck inside. Doesn't matter. And another match I thought was going to open the card, which was a little underwhelming. It was still good. Wasn't great. Sami Zayn versus um, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I thought it was fine. It's fine. Yeah. The problem is something's up with Sami Zayn. We don't know what it is. He, he definitely isn't a full go competitor mm-hmm. like he's been in the past. Uh, I love the outside shenanigans. I guess you could call it. That was kind of entertaining, um, but match itself was good. Daniel Bryan is just one of the best of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I'll fight them uh, because he made a half, a, we'll call him half go version of Sami Zayn look good. He was nuts. He, they, we In that situation then, just get the match to Cesaro. Like get the belt off of Sammy, do something else. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling this match for WrestleMania. I thought they could have delivered. Give him Gulak again, do something because well, I, when I, when I, if I want, if Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle somebody at WrestleMania and he only, he's, you know, he's getting pretty old. I want him to have a spectacular, but you know, ridiculous match. 
No, I, I agree with you. I, I wanted to, but I think in the circumstances of what we had, I, I thought they pulled off a really entertaining segment, if you want to just call it that. But I thought the match itself, Daniel Bryan, again, no bad matches in his career. This one wasn't one of them. I just, yeah, it, it, we thought there would have been more, but I think that's more to the health of Sami Zayn yeah. than it is to Daniel which, Bryan. Which is why I don't think you do it. And then here's the match that I, I thought was going to be a, a show stealer. And the only reason it wasn't is because the night kind of got better progressively from here. I thought this is where they really started finding their footing and started like really delivering fastballs. The triple threat ladder match, if you will, between tag team people, Jimmy Uso, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, John Morrison. I thought this was phenomenal. Billy was the best triple threat singles match for a tag team championship of all Ever. time. All yep. time. You can hyperbilly it all you want. It really was. They went all out. Kofi Kingston looked amazing. Loved the tights. Loved the hair. So happy Kofi Kingston was in this match. We talked about there was rumors that it was just one of the Usos mm-hmm. versus John Morrison. So happy Kofi was in there. A lot of the storytelling from last year's Kofi Mania, you know, played to it. Uh, J- Jay Uso. Crap. I already forget. No, Jimmy. 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 Jimmy, good to see him. Uh, Jimmy Uso with the best dig of all time. Like he's in third grade when he threw Kofi off the ladder. So I flattened his face like a pancake. Like, come on. I mean, some of the spots they took and some like uh, the knocker crew when we were um, hanging out in the Zoom, they were saying like it looked like they edited it and maybe put a crash bag. I don't know. The, the fall that Jimmy Uso took looked ridiculous. And the, yeah, they, and the ref that was there was like, oh, shit. I think they did have a crash pad as well. Because Do you? Yeah, because there was no reason not to show it if they didn't. True, I guess. And you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm gonna yeah, say I guess one I'm thing, fine with it. One thing that absolutely uh I did have my drinking earlier, bet after this. Uh the one thing I will say without a doubt that came across to me about all this WrestleMania, and I know we're jumping around a little bit, is that I'm okay with crowdless wrestling. If we're gonna get pre-taped wrestling and the spoilers don't leak and there's matches like that and they want to be a little more safe. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with if you're gonna throw a guy off a ladder and you put a crash pad there and you edit it the right way, cool. Like, see, I'm, I'm fine. fine I'm fine with pre-taped, edited stuff if it's like the two matches we'll get to, and maybe we save the the last four matches all together, and maybe we run through the the cards. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so we'll get to the next match, which but I, thought, I thought one oh, real yeah. quick before we jump to it. I thought the the creativeness of the winning by John Morrison, I liked it. Oh, it was the tag, but because they now have that like mechanism for the last like six years. That's with where the belt is on or Money in the Bank. I loved it. Uh, reminded me a little bit of Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, same kind of situation, but that was just the belt. Like where yeah, J- Jimmy and Kofi holding it. Morrison falls off, hits the so ladder too. Oof. There were about five or six people in the chat, and we were like, is this a triple tie? It's a triple tie. And then they did the thing where he pulls it apart and he lands with them. I thought it was fantastic storytelling. I thought it was great. And you know what? My hat's off to John Morrison. Another, you know, uh, one thing I'm definitely making sure I come across in this is that, like, I'm so thankful that these guys did this. Like, this was very entertaining with something mm-hmm. to look forward to. Now I have n- I have no idea what I'm looking forward to. I don't know what the next, like, landmark thing to watch is. But I will say that uh, John Morrison, who kind of came back kind of like a Peter uh, instead of, like, a full throttle, like, oh, he's back. Mm, kind of flat, but I thought he was incredible in this match. Everybody had a good showing in this match. I thought they really went for it. A lot of good storytelling. Uh, you're, you're not going to get bad storytelling when you and it, even a single USO was involved. Yeah, and I thought it, I thought it overdelivered. I thought also, and got to mention John um, JBL being back on commentary. Kind of, I, I personally liked it. I haven't no. there. No. there had, there hasn't been a good nope. heel commentator in a while. And, and there still fine. isn't. There still isn't. No. He was fine. But yep. the one thing he said during this match, John Morrison did one of his like loop-de-doop off the top hit J- Jimmy Uso when he was on the ladder. And he said, reminds him of Mr. Perfect. 
Mr. Perfect never, ever did anything crazy like that off the top he rope. He was terrible. He looked like a leather punching bag. I mean, it's not even Michael know, Cole like that. Yeah, I don't even know if we got a we got a flying Uso, Michael. But um, <laughs> I, I liked having JBL back personally. It made not. it feel it, it gave the event something different that I don't get on a week to week. And yeah. I'm gonna bash the King, which is fine. I know. Come on, you didn't want you want him in there? No, God no. So the the next match before we uh, skip over the two main events of the yeah. night is Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and this was surprisingly phenomenal. Uh, we'll go through some questions before we log off of this or sign off because this might be an answer to one of my questions, but this match was great. I love Seth Rollins as a heel again in like a true like dick heel. Oh, was, what an outfit, by the way. Oh, 100%. This was a match that I I truly can tell you I, I will rewatch and will never think about, oh, there was no audience here. Like I never thought about it in this match because Seth Rollins was talking the whole time, being a dick. Kevin Owens with his like comebacks were great. The obviously the spot off of the WrestleMania sign. This is the only time in history someone's jumped off the WrestleMania sign, by the way. And it was cool, man. It was, it was really that cool. spot really, and we were all you know we couldn't sync up the WWE network perfectly. Sure. So it was kind of <laughs> so it was kind of cool. We were all quiet during the big spots, but you could see the people's reaction. And mine was just like I was way out. I was. Yeah, that was, it was awesome. crazy because I was like, no, he's not going to do that. And there was a small crash bag. I, I'm glad there was inside of the, the table, but, but that was ridiculous. That was insane. Watching that table crash compared to when Shane McMahon jumped off to The Undertaker, that one seemed so much more ridiculous. Oh, this one seems like a so car crash. Painful. And he hit that beautifully. It was, oh, it was sure just did. a really, really well done match. And we'll get to it in the uh, the kickoff match. Well, not the kickoff match, the opener match from um, tonight's WrestleMania. But I the want to way say what, they told the story in the ring by like yelling and talking to each other really sold, like you said, the no crap. Yes, and I want to say, but Seth Rollins uh, again, who I you know we've had our uh, disagreements on him. He was, I thought good. He, was, he was great in this match. It, this was the I think this of all the matches, maybe of all like all the card might have been the two guys that we 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 kind of went into this thinking it would be good, but they might have been the two guys that thrive the most with the no crowd like they've both come up from fighting in front of hundreds of guys yes yeah well yes that in a hundred people you know playing small mm-hmm. crowds you know they definitely been there they've been at the gyms they've been at melrose they've been a part of you know all those small crowds well, that's what i said about um sammy zane and Daniel Daniel Bryan. Bryan. i think they were held back like you said due to the injuries health, but- yeah yeah, but this um, was definitely a barn burner of a match. And the other thing I want to just say about this one was I actually liked the screwy finish. I thought it added to it. Seth hitting him with the bell, Kevin being that, you know, baby face saying, no, I'm not winning this way. Get back down here. No disqualification. I loved it. I loved the way that ended. I, stunner. But everything aside from that, like, I'm real. I thought that they just did a great job. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows how to sell the stunner in these day and ages, but. We'll go to we'll go to night two right here, yes. and we'll talk about the barn burner. What I thought was my favorite match of the weekend: Liv Morgan versus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, real quick about that. Hold on, I got to give credit to Liv Morgan and Natty. That match, obviously, no steam, no reason. Just like Drew Gulak Cesaro. By the way, did you watch that? No, I didn't watch either of the key, uh, okay. kickoffs. I recommend you do if you have time. There's a lot of stuff I know. Quarantine's gonna a bitch, but Cesaro specifically did a helicopter spin with oh, no I saw hands. That. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Watching it live, I was like, what just – and it was a finish. That was the best part of it. Liv Morgan and Natalia, obviously Natalia, just a great in-ring competitor. Mm-hmm. Liv, I think they're trying to find a spot for her. It was an entertaining match, definitely not a great match, but, um, you know, good for her. You know, she kind of had that weird, like, return. You thought she was going to be a big deal, and it's kind of just been there. So I was getting ready for one of our, like, work live streams during the Charlotte match, and I just stopped at some point, point. I was like, nah, I'm going to watch this. It was great. They went for it. I thought they delivered – 
everything was hard hitting about it. Everything was crisp. And the way that they were yelling and screaming like it was a friggin' tennis match, it really, to me, added to it. And I was into the whole match. And this was one of the few ones I didn't watch, but I, I enjoyed I didn't watch it with anybody, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because they delivered. I would have loved to see Rhea Ripley win, but I guess you really don't want to knock Charlotte down because she is like that next level person in WWE. And she still put Rhea Ripley over in that match because it was a, it was a, it, I think it was a 20 minute match. Yeah. It was easily had a tap 20 right minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. That's the official Wikipedia time. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's, that's impressive. First of all, to give those two Rhea Ripley an unproven commodity, Charlotte, maybe the best wrestler on the planet. Um, Not uh, a moment was boring to me. No, it, it was like old school Randy Orton match. And that's what I think Charlotte is at this point. She's so good that it, she can really just about do anything with someone that is at least capable. And mm-hmm. I think Rhea Ripley was more than just capable. Oh, I think she is the NXT Charlotte. I think she is a, a superstar. She's a, future, she's a future player. She's a future I mean, big time player. Her drop kick off the top rope is as pretty as a Charlotte Flair moonsault. It is picture perfect. It was nice. I will say the only issue I had with this match was Rhea Ripley pulling out the Riptide early and not winning. I know it sounds weird. I thought she was going to beat her in that like second minute of the match. I did, and I kind of liked that because I was like, "Oh shit, is this over?" And then kind of, and then they kind of went back and forth. That's one of those things where you can, I think, you can do that and it adds something to a match. Whereas it's better than some of the matches that we'll get to where it was like a million finishers. Yes, and that. I hate that might be the worst thing when it's mm-hmm. just WrestleMania 2000. You both saw with three finishers, which we'll definitely get to. But I thought uh, overall Charlotte did what she does every almost. I think now I've said it. I tweeted about this. It's every other WrestleMania. She's just about stolen the show or had the best match on the mm-hmm. card. WrestleMania 32. It was her, Sasha, Becky in a triple threat women's match. Incredible match mm-hmm. uh, when they debuted the women's title. WrestleMania right. 34 versus Asuka. Another incredible match. Incredible story. Uh, her, good. You know, ending the streak, and then now WrestleMania 36. It's definitely in the argument, and, and it's going to be. I hard. think it was the best wrestled match of the weekend. It's for me right now. I, it's too early for me to. I'll digest a little bit, but I think Kevin Owens Rollins might but be to for me. It wasn't a wrestling match. That was more. Of a I get what you mean. Just they in ring, the crap out of that match. And the submission, I thought Charlotte was going to tap. Uh, with the mm-hmm. reverse, um, yep. I forget what she calls it. Cloverleaf, the yeah, clover, the, uh, like the standing cloverleaf. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some, you know, foreign mm-hmm. uh, wherever name she's for from. It. Name uh, the kiwi twist. But no, I really thought Rhea Ripley. Though at the end of the day, this is one of those you don't have to get over, go over to get over. She mm-hmm. looked phenomenal. She looked phenomenal. She, she was in there with Charlotte Flair, stood toe to toe, and then eventually Charlotte. That might have been the deepest looking figure eight that she's ever done. Her arms looked like they were going to pop out of their shoulders. And like they, they sold it to the hill. I mean, Rhea was like, get her off me, get her off me. Like, everything about it felt like you were in a real fight. Yes. And I think that's the thing that Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins did, too, with, like, the talking in the ring, which you saw Stone Cold do, which you saw The Rock do. Even that empty arena match, like, The Rock was talking the whole time. Oh, and that's incredible. kind of what you have to do in these these situations to carry a match, to make mm-hmm. that awkwardness. Because that was the one that I watched, and I remember um, – Keith tweeted, didn't have a lot of fun during WrestleMania. And like I said, watching it on Zoom with people totally took me out of the no crowd. And I was watching it in a crowd, which made it real fun. What I noticed, and this is just me, if you're uh, like, I'm watching week by week and you've watched the past few weeks with them not being in arenas, this was excellent. Like I did not oh, yeah. have one complaint uh, I'm, and I'm not going to complain in general. Again, I'm so thankful that that we had this. Mm-hmm. So and now would have been nice to delay? Of course. Would there have been more time? Sure. But in the circumstances we're living in to have this and have live, like the crowds, I'm telling you, sometimes the, the crowds, yeah. 
the crowd I, being at WrestleManias, they're super long. I love the two nights. We'll get to that as well. But it's like the matches we complained about, we would have complained about if regardless. it was a live crowd. Agreed. And the other thing is sometimes a live crowd can ruin a match, can yeah. really ruin a match because you, if no one's cheering, you're not cheering. We're all, you're all sheeps when you're out there. Everyone boos Roman Reigns because that's what the first guy started. This was an event that I definitely look at and go, you know what? It would have been really nice if you, if like as having no crowd, like there was a lot of that, that I was like, thank God. Cause I think Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins where they were on the card, that could have been people, you know, hands on, you know, butts on their hands. Yep. Uh, totally agree. It was it was a lot of fun, and I think it, you can take a note from, like I said, the Seth Rollins and the Rhea Ripley match of talking in the ring can really carry it. The next match we'll get to needs a lot of explaining. <laughs> Alistair Black beats Bobby Lashley in seven minutes and twenty seconds, and we're moving right along to Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Oh, hold on, let me just say uh, one no, thing about no, it. No. I gotta say one thing. They made. Alistair Black looked strong by making it not be like a two-minute match. It gave Lashley some offense. It was mm-hmm. weird at the end, they splitting up Lana and Lashley um, all overall. But I don't know. Lashley deserves so much better than this, too. He should be one of those dominating Brock Lesnar types. The guy's a massive beast. He looked like a monster in this match, like he physically. Did. But. A monster. He's the monster of wrestling. And I just love Alistair Black's entrance. And it was smoky in the arena. And he got rid of those green shit-stained weird tights. Oh, yeah. He, he was all black. He was looking good. He was looking great, and he got the win. I like all it. Right. So we're moving on to one of the funnest parts of the night, Otis versus Dolph. I thought this was a lot of fun. He finally gets his, uh, his kiss from Mandy, steals the girl, a lot of crotch stuff in this. I thought it was <laughs> I thought the best part was when Mandy Rose came out. Like I thought, first of all, Sonya Deville, we got to give credit where credit's due. I think oh, she's going to be she looks great. I think she's going to be incredible heel. If her and Dolph, like say she joins like her and oh. Bobby Roode, Dolph, I like that idea. Mandy, I don't know where we go with this. I thought we were going to get a Trish Stratus uh, WrestleMania 22, like double healed her. Uh, WrestleMania 20. When did that happen with Christian and Jericho? Oh, Christian and Jericho, I don't know. I think that was 20. Um, maybe Shout out to the Backcracker, by the way, getting a retweet from uh, Y2J on uh, oh, yeah. Swaggins' tweet. I loved it. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that I, I thought that was going to happen with Mandy Rose for a minute, but I dug... You know, a true baby face going over. Dolph Ziggler gets his comeuppance. Uh, Mandy Rose coming out looking like a superstar. And uh, Otis, you know, Otis gets the win, gets the girl. Come on, what's better than that? It's WrestleMania moment. That might be one of the, like, maybe we'll talk about this, Dan, but like, what was WrestleMania moment? I think so far, what we've discussed, I think Kevin Owens jumping off the uh, top and Otis getting the girl, getting the win. It's like true. Yeah. Oh no, that moments. was the that was like the highlight of the like the the picture of the. It just made you feel good. Tell oh, me you don't feel great. good. It was it's a top eleven romantic stories in the history of television. In television? Uh yeah, that's what wrestling is. People forget. No, but like you're saying in wrestling television. No, 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 no. Television. The arc of this story has been that damn good. Right. Does he get the girl? Does he not get the girl? Right, we, might have, we might have to make a list then. Sounds like something we'll be doing in the future. All right, um, and then this one I was kind of in and out on because I was in the heats of uh, men, but uh, I, I saw the ending of it, and I did like it. The Street Profits versus um, Angel Gaza and Austin Theory, which, you know, who the hell are either of these guys? But. <laughs> the match made no sense. Uh, that's fine, though. It's WrestleMania, the tag belts. you got to put them on there. Uh, Street Profits, always um, entertaining as hell. They had a nice promo earlier in the night. Um, I think right before this, I do want to enter. Oh, maybe it was after this. Maybe I, well, you'll probably let you have it in front of you. But um, but I did like the ending of this. I thought you know, with- Angelo Dawkins sliding into the ring is was was the other big moment of the night. Yeah, that might have been <laughs> a WrestleMania moment. He looked like Billy Gunn. Um, 
I thought, you know, this match definitely lost my attention to a degree, obviously coming off the last match. Um, but I also, the thing about this, by the way, I think you might have jumped over a match. Did you do that purposely? Didn't the tag match come after? Oh, yeah, Edge? I did. I did but, skip Edge Jordan. No, that's okay. Stay where we're at. Um, the one thing I really like was Bianca Belair coming out. And my oh, yeah. prediction coming out of this is that the Street Profits with Bianca Belair will get everything that Enzo Cass and Carmella should have been about four years ago. Oh, An actual champ and tag champ? Well, no, just like a likable tag team mm-hmm. that they'll run with with the, the package of the three of them. But like she'll do her own thing. You have a really lovable tag team that can cut promos that people will enjoy. I think that they, I hope this well, the is the thing that the Street Profits have over those two. They're not one line gimmicks. They're not nope. one trick ponies. They're both pretty good wrestlers. I'm going to stick to this. Angelo Dawkins is the best hot tag in wrestling right now. I have to agree. You know, I'm trying, I was really trying to think, you said it the other day, I was trying to think of the Lucha Brothers, but they both play off of each other. The, I wouldn't give a hot tag one way or the other to the Young Bucks. Um, Can't even do it to a private party. No private, Luchasaurus is kind of there, but I wouldn't say he's the hottest tag in wrestling. And nowhere else in WWE do I really see, you know, Asuka was for like a hot minute, but then they haven't tagged in like six months. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think Andrew Dawkins by far. And I love the way he just, I love the Street Profits now. And I never liked them in the ring, but right now they're hitting in all cylinders. They're clicking. Should we go to the women's and then save Edge? Yeah, we'll say, yeah, that's a good call. Okay, so uh, look at me, just doing it by accident. Um, The ladies fatal All the best things are accidents, including me. Yep. <laughs> Ladies Fatal Five Way. Once they got rid of um, Tamina and Naomi, who I love both dearly, and I'm not even kidding about that. I do like both of them. Once they got rid of them both, the match really picked up, and it was a good triple threat match. I thought they, they really brought the heat there. I'll give a little credit to Tamina, and they gave her like the Nia Jax treatment. She was mm-hmm. a beast. Everybody yep. was trying to pin her. They couldn't. Two people couldn't pin her. Then when all four women did an off-the-top rope move, I just thought that it was great. That was really cool. And I love how all four pinned her, got her out of there. Then they, I, I did like clunky the one- with five people. It is, and it was, and obviously it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be six. Um, hope Dana Brooks doing better. But mm-hmm. I, the thing with uh, that I really was intrigued by about this match was how they did the callback to Team Bad with Sasha. Mm-hmm. Naomi and Demina, and I'm like, who remembers that? Like, I, it took me a minute. And I was like, this was a group, right? And they were like, yeah, it was something. And then somebody goes, Team Bad, Team Bad. Think about it. Like, that was something that was maybe two months long in the summer of 2014. 15. Yeah. When was WrestleMania 32? It was before 32. Four this, years ago. So four years ago. Been, yeah, so 15. So the summer of 15, like that. They do no callbacks. Actually, this whole WrestleMania was all about callbacks. By oh, the way, it's but, great. But they never do that stuff in the ring. They never do that on the commentary. You never know what happened in the past, but somehow they shout that out like two minutes into the match. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Naomi, I actually don't even remember how she got eliminated. I kind of felt bad. I feel like she was just kind of like once. I thought she could actually steal this win, but she didn't, obviously. And, you know, she's gotten a big WrestleMania win, WrestleMania 32 Mm -hmm. in Orlando. Um, But then, yeah, once it was down to Lacey Evans, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, the storytelling went through the roof. The action in the ring was great. I thought, you know, the that's my friend. You made me hit my friend. Uh, Lacey Evans, uh, you know, basically trying to split the two of them up. I thought it was really compelling. I thought that was really good. Yeah, Lacey Evans brings it. She always, she hit the moonsault correctly once, but she always winds up knee in the girl. I know, this, winds I thought it looked good this time. And I, I love that. Hotel. And I had this question with my wife. I said, how old do you think Lacey Evans is? And I'm going to ask you, I Bill. mean, she is in, she's fit as a fiddle. She's beautiful. It's probably a trick question. I could put her anywhere from like 31 to 43. I'll say mm-hmm. 38. I said the exact same thing. My wife said 36, looked it up. She's 
30 years old. See, she's one of those girls that like, she's- I, She I looks would, like a woman, all right? She looks like an older woman. Yeah. And she's, it's not a disrespect. It's also the way she's made up. She's um, beautiful. She just looks distinguished. And that's like a, like not a bad thing for a she's woman. She's so traditional. She just- I would kill to look like that. Like when I was thirty, I would. Not, I don't look that good when I'm fucking fifteen. Yeah, you're like, like hundred now, and look at you. Yeah. Look at me. Uh, this quarantine bot is not doing so hot. But yeah, so uh, I thought that the way it went down with the triple threat, the el- eventual elimination of Sasha, I thought it was really cool because Bailey mm-hmm. saved Sasha originally. Then you know the wherewithal, we'll say, of Lacey Evans, the woman's right to Sasha. Bailey gets knocked down. They say that Bailey didn't look like she was in any rush to help Sasha, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, she was still knocked down. So obviously that will play into the storyline. Yeah. Um, eventually she lost her nose ring during the match too. Oh yeah. You see the blood, a little blood there. My wife called out all the blood Sasha. Ble- I mean, Charlotte bled during the first match. Like her arm was mm-hmm. bleeding. Um, Randy Orton was bleeding. Edge was bleeding. Uh, don't who else? Oh, Bailey. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Um, background. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, um, but I thought then the end with Sasha coming in to help, Bailey was a really good move. I love when heels do yeah, like heel it's extending things. it. They're gonna probably feud at the SummerSlam. We can hopefully go to. Yeah. By the way, I thought it was interesting. They were advertising Money in the Bank for May 10th. Now I know they didn't say where, and I know that they could do it. Just you know, that's oh, what it's gonna be at the Performance Center. But I, I, I'm just still surprised that they're like, yeah, we're gonna keep doing because they don't know. I felt like that was just a weird move. Yeah. I, I like them advertising next year's WrestleMania Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if they don't do those promos like they did for WrestleMania 21, like all the movie reenactments, oh, remember yeah, all, yeah, yeah. those yeah. are the best commercials of all time. Um, but yeah, so no, then, the uh, best one ever is the is the um, the Royal Rumble with uh, Randy Orton goes, that's a skull. Oh, yeah. Not the skull. The, the, but, the minute dating things. Yes, but I still thought like the WrestleMania 21 when they first went to Hollywood, that was just some of the best commercials ever. Oh, like, yeah. Anyways, but all right. So now let's want to. Well, do you want to start Edge and? Uh, so let's go Edge Orton here. I didn't get to see all of this match. I saw the ending. It seemed like it was way too long. It was almost forty minutes, which yeah. I'm gonna just say on especially this WrestleMania with no crowd, that's way too long. I mm-hmm. rewatched, so I was preparing for this match using Shane McMahon versus The Miz from last year. Save your laughter. Uh, I I did. I was at the event, and me and my wife missed it we just skipped that mm-hmm. match we're like you need to take breaks in six hour events uh i definitely appreciate this match i mean this night this event being two separate nights of mm-hmm. like three plus hours each almost uh but this match being 38 minutes with no crowd tough one tough call wwe also um i don't i, I saw this on twitter i'm not that type of fan i usually don't either comment too much about the ladies gear and i usually try not to do this but um the part where randy orton put edge and the, I think it was like the TRX um, thing, and he like tried to hang him. Um, uh, there was a uh, incident good. that happened, not good. Not and good. there was a lot of people tweeting about one uh, Chris Benoit. We'll just say that. Yep, not and good. that was a tough bad taste. Maybe it, they probably didn't know, but every creative person right now is probably going, "Oh crap." Anyways, but aside from that, I thought the match was what it should have been: two guys that hate each other and want to kill each other, and that's what it kind of looked like. Uh, obviously the choreograph where we're going, they had to get through the arena. I thought, first of all, that performance center looked like it was two feet by two feet. And then all of a sudden during that match, I'm like, this place is huge. Yeah. I would have much preferred just like a Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair in ring, really just brutalized match because the, both of them are great in ring workers. They oh, yeah. don't need that kind of a match at WrestleMania. They just I agree. Don't. 
and it's not it's not the be- it's the beginning of this feud. I'm still assuming. I-, I would love to see them move on. Maybe Edge can get in the ring with somebody new because we don't know how long he can yeah. actually go. Uh, but the one thing this is the first Last Man Standing match in WrestleMania history as well. Obviously, there's many firsts, but that one I was kind of thinking. I was like, the only thing I can think of that comes close was um, Falls Count Anywhere with Macho Man versus Crush at WrestleMania oh 10. My God. Wait, huh? but, uh, <laughs> but that. This match, it was good. It wasn't great. It was hard to watch at some point. Uh, as my wife said, I think she said at one point, she goes, "How is?" It? She goes, "How long? What's a time limit or something like that?" I'm like, "Oh no, there is none." I mean, just uh, think about it. A regular one hour show is 42 minutes of actual content. That was about this. Yeah, with That's the package, long. with the front package of it, oh, it, it was over 42 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I will just say, I love the ending. I love. First of all, there was a bleep. That I didn't like that. Edge should like stop effing counting to the ref and they bleeped it out. I did that, like, why? What's the point well, of that? They also let a swear go last night, so maybe they were more sensitive because Baron Corbin definitely dropped that F on. Oh, okay. There was a couple swears tonight, but like that, I just was like, come on. Like, if you're going to let him swear, let him swear. And I just thought it was the cinematic scene at the end where he's going to like kill Randy Orton, basically like a movie. Mm-hmm. I thought Edge, clearly his acting that he's been doing since he's been in wrestling is definitely played into this. Uh, the promos have been great. I just thought that moment when he was just kind of like crying, thinking like, I have to kill you right now mm-hmm. to end this. Cool. Was liked it. Edge gets the win. Big return. Way, way too long. All right. So I think we just have the championship matches left and the cinematic ones. Yes. I say we go to the championship matches and then we talk about the cinematic ones because to me, the cinematic ones were. And there's definitely more to talk about. Can we start with the the universal title? Sure. Go ahead. I just, I I know people are excited for Braun Strowman to be a champion Um, with no story and no offense with Goldberg. it, It just didn't do it for me. Spear, spear. Power slam, power slam, power slam, running power slam. Match I mean, it over. pretty much would have been the exact same match as Roman Reigns. But I, 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 this is coming from me. Roman Reigns would have done it better. It just would have played better. We, there would have been a little bit more. And I think Roman Reigns, him recapturing the title after everything he's been through, is more of the story. Uh, you know, it is. Braun Strowman, with all due respect, like has been absolutely ran through the gutter over the last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had the worst intercontinental reign of all time. Honestly, he had. It was for three weeks. He defended it zero to uh, once and lost. And they didn't even talk about it. it, it just, I don't know. I, I like Braun Strowman. I hope. I hope. This is a big moment for him. This is for people creatively behind the scenes, like time to make him a monster again. And I wouldn't even mind if he became a heel. I think he needs to be. I think he needs to be like this. This should have never been if it wasn't for me. Like he needs to do one of those like ego trips. Like I beat Goldberg. Goldberg well, beat no the crowd. It's going to be really tough to do anything with him because that's where he gets a lot of the steam is the crowd. So I'm going to be but interested he- to see where they go with him. I just hope he can just be like, honestly, like I'm like, I know it's going to be hard. Cause I depend, but like, they should just be like, I'm glad Roman wasn't around. Cause I'm so sick and tired of playing second fiddle. Cause they, he needs to always be the guy. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Now I'm the guy, I'm the champ. No one's taking it from me. You know, I'm not dancing anymore. I'm not doing the things you ask. Like I'm not playing big. I'm not wrestling with a 12 year old. Yeah, exactly. Like he should say that. He should be like, I've been, abs- I've been the joke of this company when I honestly could kick anybody's ass. That's what he should say. And then we're yeah. good. But I thought the match was and I was so glad it wasn't the last match. Yes. Goldberg, and by the way, what a payday. What a payday by Goldberg. Those are the softest. If I have to take any move as a finisher in all of wrestling, that I feel it's the power slam. <laughs> Please give me it every day. He's letting you go down gently every time. Seriously. Um, and Goldberg, another thing, just real quick. I know this might sound, I know he's 53 years old, 55. His beard looked terrible. It really did. He made him look so much older. Like, just shave it, trim it. He looked so no bad after a few months like, ago. Like, put like um. Butter down on a, like a cookie sheet to make cookies, and then you put like the powder over it. 
Yeah. And the white, the way it looks like, that's what his beard looked like. It just looked like a dusting, like a dusting. It looked yeah, terrible. It didn't look professional. It didn't look good. It didn't he look clean. Like an idiot. He just looked like a, he honestly looked like a dad. Yeah. And it, he, he has let himself go. I mean, he looks, I mean, I wish um, I look half as good as that one. Hey, like 55. We got time. Yeah. So, and then the the match that we just saw, the last match of the night, the last match of WrestleMania, the main event of main events of the two night main events, it was fine. Uh, I, again, I'm not going to say disappointed because that's too strong. WrestleMania, like these guys did everything in their power. It was okay. And I, I, I think we said this in our pre-show, this is my fear of Brock Lesnar a little bit, you know, not being in a big stadium, not being in a crowd. He probably just he didn't wanted to get in. He didn't mail it in, but at the same time, he didn't do anything. He didn't do much. It was. There wasn't much in the match. What was it? That's. I know. That's minutes? what I'm worried. If I don't even think it was that long. Maybe four and a half. Four maybe. minutes. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I was gonna say four and a half because it was Claymore off the top kick out. Claymore uh, again. No, I don't think he hit him with the second one right away. And then no. he moved. He moved. Then there was a suplex. F five kick out at one. Brock with the shock face. F five kick out at two. Brock with. The, eh. And then another suplex. I think Brock hit him with another F five. He kicked out at two. Gets up. I think they were tussle for just- a second. Kick. He didn't even do the, at least at least he didn't do the three two one because there was no one to counter down. Count down. But he did three claymore, a uh, four claymores at the end to win the match. My issue with this is, and I know we can argue about it all day long about Seth Rollins. Last year at WrestleMania, Seth Rollins, you know, it was a really weird match where he got like attacked before. I don't even remember it. It was the first match of the card, and then Seth Rollins oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pulled off the big win over Brock at SummerSlam. It was a true clean, mm-hmm. no chairs, no nothing, come from behind win. And I think right now. Brock Lesnar matches, especially where I thought this was going to be different because he was facing another big guy. It's been a while since he's been in the ring. I'm trying to think of someone like his similar size since Goldberg. Three years he's ago. not even he's bigger than Goldberg too. But I mean, like that's the closest guy I can think of. That's like a big, like a yeah. heavyweight. Um, and I thought this match we could have actually went somewhere where they both actually wrestled. We could have seen some more stuff. But yeah, um, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of like the Mac in ring. I'm a big fan of. Uh, Brock in ring when he brings it. He brought the facial expressions. They just didn't give him the time. And it was a tough fucking act to follow. It was, but but think about it. This wasn't him following. They, who knows where this was taped, how this was taped, or how they did it. I just think at the end no, of the but day... but even still, like, putting this after what we had just saw, there was no way it was going to work. Like, it was just... Well, you're you're in an impossible situation. I, I don't know. I think that that... The, the when we get to the fun house, I think that's going to be more... Dis- I think people are going to hate that more than they're going to like it. I just have a feeling. Just knowing... The temperament of wrestling. I mean, fans. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. We can move on to it now. I thought it was amazing. It was. If you work in areas you work in, areas I've worked in the past, you live for stuff like that. That this is, was so good. It was ridiculous. The ending was a little bit like no, the match. It wasn't a match. Here's, here's the problem with it. it. It was. It felt like I was watching a Raw segment. I will say that, and that's a lot of things I think you can say because this didn't feel like WrestleMania for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um. I think there was moments that did that we already spoke about, but this mat, this segment, whatever we want to call this, was just fun. It was cool, and if you were if you loved or hated John Cena, this is everything you want. If you hate John Cena, you can't hate him after this. This guy did every goofy thing. He made himself look like a moron. They did all the, the innuendos about making fun of Nikki Bella. They made all the innuendos everything, about where he came from. When they did this, everything that they did, I was like, "Yep, perfect sense. That's mm-hmm. awesome." That was cool. That was a great idea. That was amazing. Wow, that was really cool. Everything one after the other, after the other, after the other was a home run. When they went to the Bischoff thing, I was 
dying laughing. And you know, there's the a word- dig. Oh, that was yeah. a dig because he was with Everything WWE was for what, like two, three weeks. Yeah, and, and then it got canned. And then yeah, they moved on from whatever. And he's I think he has a podcast that just came out talking about it, which I'll listen to. But Ray Wyatt absolutely crushed it in this. He was better than John Cena. This was a sh- that, okay. That's where I was going to go with. Regardless of who was better, this was a showcase of Bray Wyatt and his creativity, and we need more of this. So wherever, when hopefully everything is back to normal, we're all at WrestleMania 37 together, or wherever next SummerSlam in Boston, we're all there. Hopefully, we're at a great place health wise. Everything is good mm-hmm. because, but I want them to remember this time because. That is what we're going to need out of – we'll get to the other guy. We need more of this out of the creative guys that we don't need in-ring long matches with. The Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt wrestles two to three times a year now, and he has stuff like In that. front of crowds. I, that, I'm, I'm almost – well, like obviously live shows, he can do yeah. the, the, the dark match after. But I agree, more of this stuff. When he was in the Funhouse, it reminded me of when the Funhouse first started and like the creepy innuendos on the door – like. Give me more of that again. I don't need him in the ring. I actually don't even need the mask all the time either. You can make that special. It could be kind of like um, uh, the demon Finn Balor. Like uh, there was something so special about this and so creative and how smart Bray Wyatt is and knows what the fan is going to laugh at. When he did the stuff with Vince McMahon, tell him like, oh, the Unbelievable. and he said, oh, this is such good shit. Like I, I'm telling you, it was great. I marked out with the Nikki Bella thing. I thought when you can look, you can't touch. And he did a little dance. Come on. Like, this the is editing the stuff. Of this was like, and I fancy myself a pretty good editor. That was the best, some of the best editing, if not the best editing of anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. It was done so perfectly. And the the, the thing that I like thought was the thugonomics thing was great. I thought only was, could talk and rap. Come on. It was <laughs> so good. The, the to me, the best thing though was the Kurt Angle ruthless aggression thing. Oh, the beginning. That, so I will say I thought that this was actually going to be a real match right after that. I thought we were going to start there and then be like, mm-hmm. John, here's where we are. Like there's going to be like ripple through time, which they kind of did. Obviously, the only thing you could ever complain about if you want to be that person is like, well, was that a match? What, what the heck just happened? That's fine. It was entertainment. It was entertaining. It, it, I was that's entertained it. the whole time. It, I was just as much, and just see John Cena doing like the when he was doing the curls, and then his arms couldn't work, and they did the obviously that's the Macho Man Hulk Hogan. Uh, so now you can just have a real, you can have a real match now. Yeah, and, and, and guess what? If you don't, I'm fine with that too. He could just say, I needed to rid him. That's all mm-hmm. I need to say. I needed to rid him. And I don't even need an explanation. When he disappeared at the end, like it's spooky, it's goofy, it's wacky. I'm cool. Listen, you can't see him. Now you literally can't. That was I thought that's what he was gonna do at the end. I thought I was gonna see the fiend do one of those. That would have been but, the coup de but uh, no, that would have been if Finn Balor was here. Boom, nailed it. Um no, and I results are coming up, I think, a week from uh, this Wednesday, by the way. Fuck it, I'm in. Because they're doing um, they're doing takeover over the next two weeks of NXT. So I think NXT is going to get my actual live viewing this week. Yeah, uh, I'm never a fan of a Finn Balor match. It's always fine. Okay, so then let's get to the boneyard match, Bill. The boneyard. So I match. had a bone in my yard for this one. I was completely wrong. This was Undertaker, and I think one of the Ray Ray or Joe or somebody said it. This was the Undertaker starring in a B movie. <laughs> it was the B horror so, movie. Me and my wife. So I didn't it watch was it. So good. We didn't. I didn't chat with many people. Obviously, I was on Twitter uh, interacting with people. But I like the actual communication. Like I was so locked into this WrestleMania because I'm usually there. I've been there from mm-hmm. uh, the last time I watched one. It was at my apartment. It was 31 with all you guys over. I wasn't. Uh, yes, you were. Was I? You were at my house. Yeah, at my apartment. At WrestleMania 31. And when I lived in Revere, it was a long time ago, so it doesn't matter. Um, you were there. I remember we got Pizza Joe. We got a lot of calzones. You housed a lot of food in a very short amount of time. I housed a lot of food tonight. 
<laughs> I'm sure you did. Oh, you got that, that Domino's. I was going to intercept that order because you put the order number on it. And I was going to see if I could redirect it. The other Billy D on Twitter said it, and it's so true. I don't know if you've ever played Fortnite or uh, Call of Duty. They do that. They do the yeah. They do the drop now. They just leave it at your door. <laughs> so and like, do see it. It's like it's just like a fucking like loot drop. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, but this match, the thing I loved about it right off the bat, once it, like the spooky, like the scene, like all the commentary went away. The scenic, like dark shadows. The, the fog came out like this. I thought it was just going to be a promo. The being that the MJ was going to be like a 1990s promo. Mm-hmm. And that's who I thought. So we talked about this in the pre-show. I thought the Undertaker was going to be the one that lived through the eras in this match. But it was actually oh. John Cena. Mm-hmm. It was John Cena. I thought it was going to be Undertaker. I thought it was really cool. Obviously, I'm happy it went the other way. This was really cool with the hearse backing up. I, I need the gif of AJ popping out laughing. <laughs> like, Everything about this match was great. It, the thing that people have to really AJ, I think, is a much better babyface overall because I think he just naturally comes across. See, I don't think I don't think he is unless he's against the right people, and I don't think they have sure. the right people. No, I agree with you, but I just think he comes. He looks like a babyface. He, like he's he's known as an oh, excellent yeah. wrestler, but when he is a heel, especially when he has like a crew, like if you watch so any of his good. New Japan stuff when he was the head of the Bullet Club, this is what it was. He was just, just a even prick. beat up John Cena. Was yeah, it's awesome. well that was it. It's just he's a prick. He's just a little punk prick that he's you want to be. He's got a great up. smug look and it he does sells. It fucking sells. And when he popped out of that casket, I just <laughs> smiled. So I just smiled. And I love the music change. There was another oh, production yeah. element. It was Undertaker's old school theme that just kicked it to just you don't want none. He's just like, where are you, Undertaker? It's like because I think he is such a nice guy, but he's oh, yeah. like he's like ripped up, he's handsome, he's good looking. I think he wants to be that kind of a dick. So like when he gets the chance to be a heel. He goes for it and he yeah. does it. He just has that shit eaten grin and it's just so believable. He's a natural fit as the geeky sidekick, but wants to be like the, the punk bad guy, but is the, also the perfect for like the babyface main star. Anyways, then the Undertaker, we got Metallica kicking it old school with mm-hmm. he. I think he had Metallica as one of his themes against Triple H in like 28. But, anyways, uh, he comes ripping down American badass style on the bike. When you first saw him and they did the little side nameplate, the Undertaker, I'm like, it re- I said, this is like, a, this is, and I think I tweeted this. This was the best WWE films movie ever. there's ever been. It was so good. 12 would, Rounds 3 with uh, Dean Ambrose was pretty good. I still got to see, and Nestle sold me that I have to see because it's so bad. Which one? I think it's the, uh, the chaperone or whatever, the Triple oh, H. Oh, Triple H. <laughs> so we, I was thinking about this. Once we do some of the stuff we're doing, we should probably review, like, when we get into dipping into more oh, of the yeah. stuff. We should just do every wrestler movie, like all the Condemned and all that. Oh, but anyways, God. this was so good. The Undertaker... I know I'll eat crow on this one. This this he is awesome. Looked like a million bucks. Even when the bandana came off, I thought the bandana was going to save us, mm-hmm. um, or he was going to turn into like a COVID nineteen mask. But he was bad ass in this. This was it just was really fun. It, it was fun. So, like the production value in this one, from just a shooting stylistic point, was off the charts. It was yes. so well done. This, if you give me the Undertaker in just these matches from here on out, and. I'm cool. I'm going to go cool. ahead and say that I hope that's a takeaway from this. And I'm an Undertaker mark. Uh, until Don't do it ready. with anybody else. Do it with Bray. Do it with The Undertaker. Yeah. And that is literally. And, or if you have another yes. character that you think will fit into this, like maybe. maybe I, I know. I'm just saying, like, as we go on, like, do it where you think is necessary. Or the promos, especially. I'm done with promos in front of crowds. If I go to a Raw, I don't need uh, Edge coming down to the ring to address the crowd unless it's I need to address the crowd type of promo. If we're, I'm, I mean, instead of Charlie Caruso interviewing people, end it. We don't need her for that anymore. Oh, that, it backstage, is time no, backstage, backstage. 
backstage, it's all about getting them back into the atmospheric thing. Mick Foley had the uh, the boiler room. Even like Jake the Snake was just always around like dark rooms with the, with the uh, green yeah, screen. The I'll take that. Yeah. All that stuff, bring it back because it is time because that is entertaining. Kabuki Warriors right now, give me all that. Just have them talk Japanese 30 seconds with the Kabuki Warriors logo behind them. Uh, back to the point of this match, though, it was just fun from the get-go. AJ Styles, not known as a brawler, so that was a little weird, too, but just loved the Druid situation. Oh, Everything about it, it was cool. It was just cool. There was nothing that I could complain about in this whole match. Nope, and, and the best match. part of it. Yeah, whatever you want. I don't care. Call it a match. Call oh, it I don't care. Call. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally on board with everything that happened. If people, if you're not a wrestling fan, or you, you know, you pop on for WrestleMania once a year, you get into it this time, or you just said, it oh, I'm going to watch it. It was goofy, but, but it was guess great. what? You didn't care about a crowd when that was airing, did you? There was no, oh, man, I need the crowd reaction. Did you? No. I've never seen this um, this particular horror movie, I don't know if you have, but the Probably one have. where the uh, the guy has the chainsaw for his hand. Oh, um, Evil Dead. It, it, to me, it felt like one of those type well, of Actually, Army movies. of Darkness, if I'm going to be a nerd. It was Evil yeah. Dead 1-2, then Army of Darkness 1-2. But yes, it, Bruce Campbell as Ash. That, it, honestly, that's a good way of looking at it. The, they made a show recently called Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was on Showtime, or uh, don't quote me on that, but... That's it really scenes from that movie, and that's what this felt like. It was kind of it kind of was like winky. Yeah, it was campy, it was winking at itself, but it was it was fucking good. And I love some of the lines in there. Oh, like I did the not shovel. like the AJ Styles line. That was terrible. no, but the shovel in the beginning is like, I'm gonna hit you with the shovel and I'm gonna bury mm. you with the shovel, and then Undertaker obviously comes out of it, and mm. then he goes, Don't bury me, Undertaker, don't bury me. And it's yeah. like it was oh, so that's good. Great, that's great, great stuff. And so, except, well, the only thing I will say is the ashes to ashes, dust to dust line was poorly delivered. It was terrible. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, the, the, not everything was going to be spectacular. But, but, but him popping up from behind him on the, um, <laughs> the it was great. It was so uh, front end loader. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and then some people were trying to, like, I was listening to some stuff about last night, and they were like, do you think the Undertaker got up, ran around, and got there? Or was that like teleportation? I'm like, don't think about it. Just, it was good. Yeah, it was It was TV magic, man. Yeah. That's all it was. Jason Voorhees is 500 miles away. You get in the car, you drive, you open a door, and there he is again. I don't think about how he got there. He's nope. just there now. Uh, and it's unfortunate for our uh, our main character. Uh, but I will say that I thought also at the end, when he, the pyro, the logo back on, it gets back on the bike, Q Metallica, so roads, rides off. Some people, here's the one thing I'll argue about. Some people said this is this got to be his last match. And we've been saying that for years. I this mean, I hope to God it is. But this really keep, shouldn't be. If they keep doing it like this, I'm cool. Yeah, give me, you know, everyone was, I remember on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, where's Kane? And the whole unholy Trinity thing, he brought it up again, but we didn't really, I don't know I what mean, the payoff to that was. I mean, if you want to, if you want to try them out for the super shows, I don't watch those anyways. Yeah, no much. That's fine. Except for the fact but, that they're changing titles there all the time. But if you want to do these kind of things with him twice a year, Sign me up. I'm on Honestly, board. and if you're in a live crowd, let's just go, let's just say SummerSlam. We're going to be there, let's say, and everything works out. And you want to have Undertaker versus uh, whoever. I don't care who it is. Undertaker mm -hmm. versus Blank, and you want to do one of those, and I'm at the arena, and they just portrayed on the Jumbotron. I'm fine with that because guess what? When I go to a movie theater, it's up there. When I go to concerts, I've been to like Muse and some of these like really like um, – high performance uh, concerts. They have like little movies. I've seen you two several times where like half of the concert is like, you're looking up at the Jumbotron. You're not watching Bono and Edge play mm -hmm. or sing. That's it's okay. Like that's where I hope WWE takes this. And like, maybe we get a little more Undertaker for this stuff like this. And you know, maybe not always Boneyard, but like different fights or in general, like now it's time to start opening out of just the arena. That's the one thing I hope they do. 
Yes. Like, I don't want it with anybody but Undertaker and Bray Wyatt, though. Unless yeah. it's like a, like, in place of a backstage segment. Sure. And it, yeah, I, that's, I agree. But and I, that's I wanted to see them. Yeah, that's the thing I've been begging for for years. I know that Nestle of the Jobbernocker has been too. Just production value. Just give mm-hmm. me production value. And that's what WWE, I want. WWE, you're one of the best production mm-hmm. companies, bar none. Uh, honestly, like, you can go through the NBA, the NFL films might have the best like retread of history film and NBA might have very good storytelling. Yes. yes, And NBA might have really good modern tie-ins with like culture, music, Mm -hmm. athlete and all that. But WWE has some of the best production value to even the smallest things that people don't even notice. Just watch the open to WrestleMania. It's incredible this year. Mm -hmm. I loved how the tongue in cheek, like pull it back, like and kind of played into what we're going through right now. Like this is an unprecedented time. This needs to be more heroic. It's, It's just good stuff they do it or as Vince McMahon or I think in the good shit yeah but what what's his name in that it's like boss McBoss man or something like that mm. this is some oh, good shit so and it good. was uh honestly it just everybody on the creative staff my hat is off to them everybody that was part of all the editing and they hours and hours and hours was poured into this my hat is off to him I was entertained I am thankful as a fan I'm, I'm excited for what's to come, but I am very – in these tough times, this was something – these two nights, it was something I was looking forward to. I made a party out of stuff. I made a menu. We made food. It was great. Yesterday, I was legitimately pumped up for this. Yes. Like and, legit, I was like excited before it started. And the the B show, we'll call it, the Saturday Night Show, delivered. I thought it was really good. Me too. I think that was actually maybe the better show because it was actually three hours mm-hmm. and everything felt a little bit tighter. Uh, and it ended with that kind of good feel with the undertaker with this one, not no offense to Drew. I'm so happy for Drew McIntyre, by the way, Yeah, me too. meeting him but, at WrestleMania 33 before he, it was the day he came back to WWE, him, his wife. It was, everybody good. knows it sucks for him. He knows it sucks. Yeah. We know it sucks. WWE knows it sucks. But I'm glad it happened by the way. Like I know we said this in our pre-show, like if it wasn't the last match, I think Brock would have won. I'm so happy it ended the night. Give him that moment, give him that win. But now let's use that as fuel. So mm-hmm. everybody who was about to face like your WrestleMania moment was the worst or something mm-hmm. like that. Like use it as fuel. Like the big show. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Honestly, that's, that's a perfect like type of way. Like you all, you've been a goofball mm-hmm. all your life. Um, let me ask you some questions, but you know, as we kind of wrap Fire this up. away. I, the first one I would say is what do you think comes out of WrestleMania? Like tomorrow night we have raw. What is like the one thing that like you think comes out of this like that ties into that. Or who starts Raw tomorrow? We'll go there. Who starts Raw tomorrow night? I think it's got to be Drew. See, yeah, I was thinking Drew or Edge. To me, I it's got to be Drew. You yeah. might save Edge for the end because they'll probably replay something from WrestleMania in the middle, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. Probably the Undertaker. Is he technically? What's AJ on? Is he Raw? Yeah, they're both Raw. Well, yeah, AJ's Raw. So, um, he, I, yeah, that's a good point. I wonder. I bet you you're right. The Boneyard match probably will be replayed because it's getting such great praise. Thank WWE you. sent an email basically saying that w, the Boneyard match was phenomenal, and they're like was trying to get you to download the network. Um, I thought, okay, what, what do you? I know we can talk about favorite match in mode, but what do you think people will remember this WrestleMania by? Will it be the no crowd? I think it's the two production elements. Yeah, I don't think too. it'll be by the, by the no crowd because as a wrestling fan, I marked out at every moment of the John Cena thing and the Undertaker thing blew me away from the standpoint of like, it was goofy. It was campy, but I had fun and I was thoroughly, it was like everything I would have wanted it to be that I didn't even like think was coming. 
And here, here's one thing. A lot of people, obviously, Matt Hardy got a lot of pub. There was a lot of tweets. Matt, like, thank you for everything you did. But one thing they changed the game here. He did. But the one thing you have to remember about that, and the guy who's still currently employed, who we oh, met. J.J. Dillon? No, no, Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash. He was a big part. And we, we know that we saw him do the JR show at Laugh Boston about two years ago. He was a major he was a great part. guy. He's a creative. He talked about he was part of the production. He helped write all those segments. So I have a feeling he's going to be oh, a yeah. big-time player for them in both of those segments. I bet you uh, – Yeah. I, but I'm, I'm guessing he was more leaned into that Undertaker one, just the feel of it, um, where the Bray Wyatt one was just more wacky and like – the Jabberknocker crew brought him up right away too. With like, Good. oh, this had to be somewhat Borash because it he had, had a very, even the um the the two Hardy compound things, and we talked about yep. this, the uh the New Day one and the um the Bray yeah, the one against the Wyatt family. Um, it was good. Yeah, it was. They were all good. It was fun, and that's what wrestling needs to be. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be five star matches. I don't care about stars, uh, but I guess since we do this, if we rank things out of eleven, what would you rank this WrestleMania WrestleMania thirty six? To me, I had a different experience, I think, than a lot of people. I think I could see a lot of people being like, if there was a down match, not enjoying it as much, but that feel of watching it with friends and kind of in a crowd, mm-hmm. I loved it. I had a great time. I missed a good, not missed, I was watching it. I didn't get to enjoy a probably solid 90 minutes tonight, but most of that was the edge match anyways. Yeah. Out of 11, what would you say, 11? I said 11. That's our number. Eight and a half? See, I was going to, yeah, I, I'm going to give this, like, there is some sympathy vote to it, but I think it's a yeah. solid eight, like a solid, hard eight. And, uh, you know, a lot of it. Oh, nine, nine and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I would say for me, like, it, it, they just did as much as they could. And all those performers, like, for the most part, I didn't see, and I'm really interested to see, like, the pros, like the people that I listen to, the Bully Rays and uh, Lance Storms and some people that used to, you know, wrestle that have podcasts that I will hear, like, snippets, Arn Anderson. Like, I want to hear what those guys have to say about this because I didn't see the, oh, there's no crowd, let's get lazy performance. So, no. I mean, to me, if they say anything about it, I mean, kudos to them for agreeing with the right person, this guy. But <laughs> my opinions on this, just looking back on it, are never wrong. Of, yeah, no, and they're not. Of memorable moments, the two production value matches are going to be memorable forever. I will never forget those. The Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair was an instant classic, 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the Seth Rollins... KO. KO match was fantastic. And I think the Usos match kind of reached that level of like, wow, these guys won for it. And that's five. And I know it was two nights and 16 matches, but you normally get 16 matches during wrestling. Yeah, and it's usually one and I, one night. <laughs> and I argue you to name me, maybe maybe I'll have to, a tough time remembering the Usos match five years from now, but I don't think yeah. I will. I think I got five solid matches out of two nights. That's not bad. Yeah, for me, Kevin Owens jumping off is going to be, uh, like I said, a highlight for years. And mm-hmm. I think it was a great moment. Uh, I think because it was different. It's not a hell in a cell. It's not like off of something we. When he did before. that, I was like, no way is he fucking doing that. And when yeah. you saw the distance and the spot and the great hit, shot, the great oh. shot of the at, the camera up to and camera down looked like a, it was as close to the Mick Foley one that they've ever done. Correct. Yeah. And uh, for me, that I thought also the Otis, you know, getting Mandy oh, Rose, getting the moment. girl. I thought that was a great moment. The match could be forget forgotten but that's the thing about wrestling that's, WrestleMania. That's, that's still a moment i thought that was great um when i think quickly through because it was a good swerve too i didn't it know was. how it was gonna play out you thought mandy may have gone you know heel mm-hmm. uh with dolph um but they didn't they decided to give it to me and you know the vince mcmahon definitely didn't want to do that you know vince is probably like he would she would never go with a guy like otis although um, otis is big he likes the big guys 
Yeah, he doesn't even look like that size. Jason Waits, baby. Unless he's a bad guy. But uh, I would say that I'm going to give Drew, it's not going to be a moment uh, forever, Mm. but he's the first ever champion from the UK. So this is kind of weird. Last year, we had the first ever black WWE champion in Kofi Kingston, Mm -hmm. crowned at WrestleMania. This year, you have the first ever United Kingdom champ, someone to win from the United Kingdom, the WWE championship. Kind of blows my mind. Yeah, true. Which part? United Kingdom one. Yeah. If you go watch the Drew McIntyre Chronicle, by the way, incredible I watched like the first 10 minutes. It's pretty cool. Oh my God. It's so good. And he talks about like how frustrating a lot of stuff is. He, he makes fun of like his past and he basically talks about how this like COVID-19 situation, like is in the beginning, he was like kind of selfish. He's like, this is going to ruin my moment. This is going to ruin like my match. And then he's like, well, this is a really big deal for like the world. And now I have to go out there and perform to like, lift that spare it was it's really good mm-hmm. he just he just seems like a guy you want to love and i think that's another reason i wish i saw a little more of that on raw but um well that's just, the thing that they don't do they don't connect the audience with their the people yes and that's the main thing that all good stories do is they make these people relatable to you yeah and especially that's the where thing they miss out on a lot and i think that's why i still love kevin owens because he does that through twitter yeah but they gotta kevin make owens- that a part of his story Kevin Owens has been so poorly portrayed as a face over the, the Seth Rollins things changed the game since like December. But before that, when he was like the do gooder and all that, and then they had to force him to be a heel again against Kofi when he was part of the new day, it was weird, but uh, you're right. They definitely got to find with Kofi when they actually connected to who he was as a person, the Took crowd a- latched on and yeah. didn't want to let go. No. And, you know, going back to some of these matches, I remember like the ladder match to me, the only reason I think it will be remembered is because it was a singles match for a tag. Uh, other than that, it, I thought they gave their all. Oh, they absolutely did. I'm not taking it away from it. I'm trying to think of like years from now coming back. I think really the real things you're coming back for here is potentially Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley just because. I definitely think so because it was so good. And it's probably maybe the beginning of a big ripping run for Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, and aside from that, you're coming back for the production value matches. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, what was that? Like the John Cena Bray Wyatt one definitely was less of a match, <laughs> clearly, mm-hmm. uh, but just such a spectacle. It was cool. I'll always yeah. remember that. Yeah, uh, it's just really good. Um, now, what would you say? Like, I have to make one comment. The Edge Randy Orton one. If you are ever to watch it again, and I, I'm going to be honest, I liked it, but it's going to be hard to watch again. I'm never going to watch that again. The commentating was so bad; they were like whispering. It was like me and you, right now. If I was, ta- this is what the match was like. They're doing moves. Oh man, Randy Orton hits him with a weight. Oh, he gets out of the way. And they were like whispering when they were talking. It's like, yeah. you guys aren't going to be heard. Like I just stand okay. by the fact that you don't need those two guys who are probably two of the best. Like, all right, you guys go out for bigger superstars. Go out and do your thing in the ring. They're probably two of the best ever. Yeah, I want to say that the problem with this one was this one could have used the production. That's the one thing. I think this one could have been a match. They could have threw a little of the uh, production elements in and done some stuff cinematic. I would have taken a great 15-minute match where it looked like Randy Orton was going to end Edge's life in the in the ring, and then Edge sneaks a victory at the end. Yeah, and wow. we one thing we didn't cover. Um, we'll, we'll start this way. What did you think is Gronk as the host? I thought he was poorly executed, poorly used. I would have preferred him to get involved in the Elias match and kind of launch him if he's going to be a superstar as a superstar. Everything they did with him was kind of hokey. You didn't sell him to me as a big ticket thing. You sold him to me as basically Titus O'Neil, and you proved oh. that by replacing him with oh. O'Neil. Uh, I feel good for Titus. Titus does so much outside mm-hmm. of WWE oh, that great people may, may never know. Uh, he does so much for communities, all that. He is an ambassador for that company. That's really the reason I think he's still there. Maybe if you put that on TV, people might like him. But mm-hmm. 
Gronk starting off the night last night of night one, he, he, there's a guy who needed an audience. There's a guy who needed that like vibe off the crowd, reading canned lines, no history. If he's a big wrestling fan, he could be like, I remember Hulk Hogan slamming Andre. I remember this. What is going to be tonight's big thing? Kick it off and then go to Alexa Bliss's music. He needed to it have was, a move in the ring versus well, somebody. You're right. He Well, by the way, as we're talking, I think he is currently your 24-7 champion. Who gives a fuck? Well, he, the big joke is, was he going to run to Tom Brady's house? Now that Tom Brady's lives down in Tampa. Could be. Uh, but I just, I, I actually have high hopes for Gronk with WWE, even if he's an in-ring competitor, just like being a part of like commentary, anything. They're turning him into a legit goofball and it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Nope. He, his music being that low rent party rock uh, theme is bad. It, like it's, oh, I, I don't know. It's just, he, his I presentation was terrible. It really was. And the, he was probably the most affected performer with no crowd, not being in front of the big, you know, large audience. Because I he, just don't think they would have done anything right with him. I thought they did a lot of I stuff. I think he right would have vibed the first night. Eh, even still, I think they, they, they're, they're, they're making him just a goofball. And someone pointed this out. Um, I think Wrestling with Regret is one of the YouTube videos I watch. They put the umla over Gronk on the Gronk Mania, like the double O, like the circles. Yeah. Umlaut, sorry, uh, English major over here. Um, I don't get what that means. So does that mean his name is like Grunk? I don't care. I, I'm just, I'm, like, I, what is after being so in on Gronk after his first SmackDown Because he was great. I he was already, great on that. He was. I'm already out. Because you know I'm what? That was done. live. That was live. When it's pre-taped, I bet you they filmed those things several times. I bet you we're going to hear the story in 15 years on a Pritchard podcast or something. It was like Gronk was awful at that WrestleMania. Because you know what? He probably was like, what the hell? This, yeah. isn't, this isn't what I'm good at. Like, put him, like, if you go back to WrestleMania 33 when he came in the ring to help Mojo, yeah. like there was energy. He was good. That's what you, what you kind of said. That's what we need. When he jumped off the stage, that was kind of cool. But other than that, I don't it's care. Like, I just don't care. Like they the 24-7 championship, care. that's what you're using for, the 24-7 title. You know what they're going to get off of that? A lot of YouTube hits and a lot of uh, Twitter clicks. Even still. I'm just using why they're doing it. But that's like tough look. If you're ever going to make this guy into something, that's a weird, tough debut. No good. Um, yeah, and then Titus, but back to, then to Titus O'Neil becoming the host after that, it's like. That's where you put him. You put him on the Titus O'Neil <laughs> level whether you wanted to or not. You just did. That, you're that's right. You did. That's such a bad look. That is you replaced him with look. Titus O'Neil and you said to your fans, the guy who stands in this perch is Titus O'Neil level. Gronk was here. He's the level of a <laughs> Titus O'Neil class jobber. Not even Titus O'Neil's not even on TV. He's on, nope. That was the I, first time I've seen him in months. That's the first time he's seen himself in months. That maybe is maybe since the Royal Rumble. And then, he, and also, let's be honest, he wasn't in the Rumble. No, uh, <laughs> no, for like three years, I don't think he's been. And the other part of this is he was the first face you saw after the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse. He's just like this. I did enjoy that. I did like that. What did we just see? Like, <laughs> Titus O'Neil. When does WrestleMania come to? It's basically, it, he got a moment though. There's Titus O'Neil's moment. Uh, yeah, tough one. Um, all right. If you had to, way too early to predict WrestleMania 37 main event, because tonight, I don't care. We have to, I, I think you have to include two main events here. I think you're getting AJ Styles and Undertaker oh, yeah. as the main event and mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. So AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre, both main event of WrestleMania, which is cool. Because don't they say that uh, Bobby Lashley main evented WrestleMania? They sure did, WrestleMania 23. So, Way yeah. too early to predict. Well, before you answer that, do you think next year will be two nights? Do you think they'll do what they do? I kind of like this. As someone that goes, and I, I'd love to get my wife's take on it, instead of going to NXT one night, maybe they can move NXT to Thursday. Or you can, instead of Aaron Smackdown. Friday. 
Oh yeah, instead of Aaron SmackDown on Monday Night Raw. No, or or just do Thursday Night Hall of Fame, Friday Night NXT on Fox, so the world can see it. And then I know that might be tough with television rights and stuff, but who cares? Two hour event, do it there. And then WrestleMania Night One, WrestleMania Night Two. I think there's something to that, but um, Mm -hmm. I would love to see it too. Um, but yeah, so what do you think way too early to predict main event for next year or maybe like players that you could see in the main event? I mean, Reigns has got to be involved at this point because he didn't get one this year and you can't have a WrestleMania without Roman Reigns probably what would be three years now without him in the main event. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's been since 34, yeah. So maybe Reigns-Cena? Ooh, match that should have happened at WrestleMania 34. Um, that's an interesting one. I I was trying to think if there's a guy that like is like could it be Reigns Braun Strowman? Like could it get to the point where Braun not like not a year? I mean, none of those guys. I mean, this year was obviously a weird year. We I didn't really see anybody taking the mantle, and they kind of gave it through, which I was totally happy with. And the crowd, who knows how it would have played out if they had the whole crowd the whole way. I just kind of want to get back to a marquee one, and I think that Reigns Cena would be a marquee one. Uh, Cena's clearly not over the hill. I think that would that would oh. be a legit main event. I I don't know if this is gonna happen. I'm sure there's rumors and stuff. It's in Hollywood. I'll say Reigns Rock. I think they if they're ever gonna do it, if the Rock's gonna come back for one more, even though it's a little cliche because you probably know what's gonna happen and there's no. I don't know reason. how you'd pull off the story, but yeah, I'd take it. That's family. It's easy. They they pull it off quickly. I think they could do, but I could see that. I don't know if it's the main event because if it's two nights, but I think that'd be an awesome like one of two nights. And mm-hmm. then maybe I was trying to think like, where else could they get? Like, I'm trying to think of who's that next guy to come up, but maybe with getting drew this year, they did Seth last year. Like maybe they don't need that like next guy up mentality. So maybe there is like an edge Kevin Owens or like, Kevin I mean, Owens. if I had Kevin my brothers, it would be the Velveteen dream versus I don't care. Who. I, I was expecting that by the way. I'm yes. so glad you got there. Um, but yeah, I thought overall WrestleMania 36, very enjoyable two nights at home. Probably the most fun you're going to have watching wrestling by yourself. Better than I would say, you know, entertainment-wise, everything but you know last year's WrestleMania for a lot of the recent ones until like I'd say it's better than 32, 33, 34. Yeah, it's gonna take me some time to digest. I think definitely thirty-two because thirty-two was just so long, but it had awesome matches, but just so freaking long. Um, but yeah, I, I take well he, the thing that I think you know. I don't know. It's hard for me to answer that. But the one mm-hmm. thing I also was thinking next year, we're going to Hollywood for WrestleMania. So I was trying to plan out where they're going to go from there. There's obviously everybody wants them to go to the UK. Uh, I think Vegas is a shoe in Tampa Bay probably should get a re- get another. Oh, one. Yeah. I, so think I, I wonder if they're going to save Vegas for 40 and maybe like 37 Hollywood 38, maybe go back to Tampa, give Tampa their due 39. If they're going to do London, maybe, or maybe Atlanta or Vegas there, Atlanta, Vegas and Atlanta. I think, well, WWE should do it. The craziest fans are all from there. Um, And, but I think 39, 40, you're going to get Vegas and Atlanta because Atlanta with the new stadium, Atlanta Mm -hmm. being a huge wrestling market. um, I just wonder like where they go for 40. I've been really thinking about that for some reason. If it's Vegas, I'm in. Oh, dude, Vegas is definitely happening because they have the stadium, and it's gonna. I, I would just wonder if they're gonna wait to forty. If that is that the spot for forty, or is Atlanta the spot for forty? That's in my yeah, head. It's gotta be Vegas. But do you think they'll wait? Yeah. And do you? Th- I think Tampa. I, I personally, I think Tampa should get one. In the meantime, though, they deserve it. I think and, they will. And I think the spectacle, the look of it, would be incredible. 
Mm-hmm. That, that's the one thing that like bumps me out. If this was going to be, where did we go last year? Um, New York, like I could kill us. Last year's stage was awful. It was just a big screen. It was boring. It looked like what we're doing right now. It looked like right behind you. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, the, the, the pop and circumstance, I think of Tampa Bay would have been really good. So I hope they get one back, but WrestleMania 36, it's in the books. It was different. It was the most unique WrestleMania in the history of WrestleMania. And I hope we never get one like it again for yes. obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> and But the one thing I hope that does come out of it, production gets stepped up and shorter events. And if you want to do it two nights and three hours each, as someone I'm that down. travels, let's go. 100%. I think fans will definitely be down. I think NXT is an incredible product and doesn't deserve to take a, quote, backseat. But you know what? Maybe if they put that on, like you said, Friday night, Thursday night, or Wednesday, like make their edit. You're in a competition now. Maybe NXT takeover should just take place. Like they did a little while, like years and years ago, mm-hmm. right on the night of NXT. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. I so think, and I think USA Thursday network night, Thursday, it's fine. Thursday night, Wednesday night, whatever you're looking for, it could be, I just think the two nights of WrestleMania and we can really start splitting up. Cause now we just get more big. Like what's the first match of the night? What's the main event? Like if you have a lot of opportunities to give people rubs that they couldn't get in the past. I would totally be on board with it uh, the way this went without a crowd. Agreed. All right. Any last uh, goodbye statements from you? What do you say we do? Tuesday night boy bands? No. Oh. Doesn't Dork do live Tuesday? They do Mondays. And I don't really give do you Monday? a competition. They want competition. All right. Yeah, we'll, do, do we'll do Tuesday. I'm definitely Yeah, Tuesday. Right? Yeah, so we will be back. I got to create this new channel, but um, we'll be back Tuesday. We are going to count down the top 11 boy bands of all time. We're not I talking cannot about tell you how thrilled I am for this. And we, we are going to talk about this and we should tweet out some stuff. There is a criteria that we are using and, you know, it's going to get controversial. I'm sure we'll contradict ourselves, but I think like the Beatles, not a boy band. Nope. The Rolling, well, not that people would confuse the Rolling Stones. Like, I don't think Maroon 5 is a boy band. No, like, I would draw the line at like the Jackson 5 is a boy band yes see i agree voiced men is a boy band i agree with that as well i but no instrument in created to be like o-town i know this is random but like o-town boy boy band. Band. and spoiler alert alert gonna be on my list Ugh. i don't know if it'll make the end list but it's definitely on mine for me because i want it all rossi or i want <sighs> nothing at all i just thought you wanted to star my liquid dreams um <laughs> But I would say that for me with this, it's going to be actually, I'm going to take this not from my personal favorites. I'm going to look at this from like a historical standpoint. So I'm going to have to be a little biased on my own self. To me, and I think we're, we should definitely do the group list because that will create some animosity. That well, I think that's, I think we should do, yeah, I think we should do our separate list, mash it together like we want to do, portray it as 11. We'll talk about honorable mentions and we can fight about it as we go along. Yes, Instead of because, doing 11 11. Yes. Make, make a wish. A wish. <laughs> Jinx. Um, owe me a Coke. Uh, I don't but want yeah, coke. no, I'm definitely. I have a big bottle of coke because I also they just said two two dollars extra. Throw it in with your Domino's on. I was like, I'll have a glass of coke. Sure, I haven't had one in months. I also think, yeah. What the hell's mine? Oh, oh, oh and we did get a few tweets when we tweeted out we were going live. What Friday night? Uh, yeah. Oh, about the about me eating. So I say challenge. we come up with a a food challenge that I can do in an hour, and we get a guest on the podcast who can fill in when I have to mute and like mound. And we, we come up with the best fast, the top 11 fast food things. And we have somebody like we, oh we do a three, we do top three. We do three people and we do a top 11. We should do this. And I don't mind jumping on this because I think I need to hit a real strict diet, maybe like after Easter. Um, so maybe like this week we can do that. All right. Friday. That's good Friday. I can't eat meat. All right. So next, next 
Monday, next Tuesday. We'll figure next it out. Tuesday. We'll next figure Tuesday. it out. Next but more importantly, boy bands, WrestleMania, it was an absolute blast. A lot of fun. Glad you enjoyed it, Bill. You're not a negative prick, which you normally nope. are. I appreciate nope. that. That was great. Um, obviously, everybody who's tuned into watching us here or listening to us on the podcast, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you know, you can subscribe on Rossi on Wrestling. Updates coming there. Um, get leave a five star review. Got a really nice message um, from I already forgot his name, and I apologize. We got another DM. I'll send it to you. Just really enjoying the podcast. Big wrestling fan. Uh, tell them a little bit of some of the stuff we're thinking. He's like, cool. Like, I just think it's you know, it's cool. If you guys like what we're doing, please let us know. If you don't like some of the stuff we're doing, let us know that too. Like, we're all about feedback. Not shy. Not you know, listen. We're doing this not just to listen to ourselves. We want to hear from you as well, and we appreciate you guys checking us out here on YouTube as well. Uh, we're out of here. That's it. We'll catch you guys next time. We'll see you on Tuesday. Frank says hi.